Hey guys, Dale here. Do you want an unfair advantage to dominate your fantasy football league? Well, look no further and download SquadQL, the only mobile app you need to crush your friends and rivals this year. SquadQL recommends the best starting lineup for you each week based on your starters, your bench players, and free agent pool. Now, Christian, you may ask, how does SquadQL actually do this? Well, basically what they do is this app connects directly with your Yahoo, ESPN, CBS leagues. They pull in your actual roster and your league scoring system, which is very important. SquadQL then provides like their waiver and trade recommendations. Then the app gives you rankings each and every week, and it's all based on your league setting. So SquadQL truly is your go-to app for fantasy football this season. Head to SquadQL.com, download SquadQL, your all-in-one fantasy football manager. SquadQL is brought to you by the creators of RotoQL, the leading daily fantasy optimizer, trusted by over 100,000 DFS players. You can also download RotoQL for free from both the Apple and Android app stores. In a world filled with big sports companies and high-end production podcasts comes a group of guys who paid five bucks for this intro. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Football Podcast. We thank you, everybody, for downloading this episode. We're going to do something a little different this episode. I do want to throw some love over to our hashtag baby pod, uh, DFS and Dynasty. They're putting out great content on a whole separate feed. So if you guys aren't familiar with them, make sure you go check them out. Uh, we want to do this little episode. This is what to expect uh, for week four DFS. So if you're thinking about playing DFS or you already are, uh, John, Austin, and Steve are putting up some great advice in this episode. I'm just going to throw it to them. This is a little teaser. If you guys want more of this, make sure you go download, subscribe to their podcast. Again, that's uh, DFS and Dynasty. I think in iTunes, you could just type a DFS and it pops up. Um, go check it out. I think it's one of the top one of the uh, top ranked DFS podcasts on iTunes right now. So definitely check them out. Again, we appreciate you downloading and listening. Uh, you won't hear much of myself or the other guys, but you will get awesome content again from Austin, John, and Steve. Enjoy and uh, hit us up and let me know if you want more of this. Um, but uh, we're gonna send you this little special treat on our feed here, on our feed here. So check it out. Thanks. Welcome to another episode of DFS and Dynasty, a podcast sponsored by Eat Sleep Fantasy Football. Um, we are excited, man. There's so much stuff going on this week. We are going to be going through news and notes and breaking down lessons that we learned in daily fantasy uh, from week three. So with me, I have the ever-present uh, Austin. What is up, my man? Present. <laughs> Ever present, every time. And, present. of course, the fighting Spacco Rotelli. Steven, how are we doing, sir? Bueller. 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 I'm good, Bueller. man. How are you? Oh, it's such a great day. Uh, I'm pumped. I love talking DFS because if you've been following us, we've been making you money, and you've been making money with us, and we're going to keep going with that. So, Steve, without further ado, man, let's jump straight into content. What we got today, man? Today, man, we're going to talk about some news and notes. We're going to talk about some good things, bad things that happened over week three. And then, like you had already touched on, dude, we're going to look at our uh, look at what we learned from week three and moving forward because we do have a lot of interesting matchups this week. But anyways, let's jump into the news. Uh, John, you and I cried a little bit this weekend as uh, Jimmy Hansen is out. He is down 
with a torn ACL and MCL. And John, since you're the, uh, you know, outside of myself, the resident expert on San Francisco, what does that do for the value of other players? Man, it, it's it's crippling. The passing game takes a gigantic just kick in the shorts. Uh, however, the running backs do not. Uh, something that a lot of people are not understanding. Last year with C.J. Beathard at the, at the helm, uh, the new quarterback that's going to be stepping in, Carlos Hyde was the number eight overall fantasy running back in the NFL without, C- without um, you know, handsome Jimmy. Whenever Jimmy came in, it helped. But Kyle Shanahan's offense is successful enough to always support a strong running game. And again, if you look at the stats right now, Matt Breida still is tied for the league uh, lead for rushing. Him and Ezekiel Elliott are tied at the top, and that is going to continue. So I do not fade Breida. I do not fade Alfred Morris, but all of the wide receivers big time. Yeah, I agree. I think Kittle still has some value, though, too. I don't know how you feel about that, but I, I think, yeah, Brita, Alf, and uh, Kittle, those are the guys you want to look at. Um, moving on, we finally have three of the big four rookie quarterbacks that we spent most of our Dynasty episodes talking about are now the starters. Rosen and Baker are going to be starting in Arizona and in Cleveland. I mean... I kind of like the upside, and I think there's going to be some positive changes in both offenses. But I don't know, Austin, what are your thoughts on this? I'm present. I'm sad. So (laughs) I'm here. Why are you sad, man? The Patriots lost. I'm sad. This this ain't got to do with the Patriots, man. The Patriots All lost. Right, everybody. You are two Austin games out of first place. Austin is not in this show. He doesn't really care. He's crying <laughs> about New England. <laughs> We're going to have to talk him off a ledge here. <laughs> you get to play Miami, dude. You're playing Miami this week. That's the Patriots are going to be just fine. I'm sad. But I'm happy. I'm happy. I mean, it's. I mean, Baker Baker's going to be a good start for this week. Rosen, a, you know, I got it. He could be one of those guys that we could use. What is he playing? Hold on. Let me check my notes. He plays what? Sunday night? Yeah, he plays Sunday night. But it's at the Chargers. So, I don't know. Maybe I won't use him this week. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what I'm looking at with these two guys is that you look at how the offense changed with Baker Mayfield. And then what I'm really liking with Josh Rosen is the fact that you know, Christian Kirk was his kind. It was his guy, and actually, that's a guy I'm kind of looking at for a cheap what the hell value in my flex spot and some of my DFS lineups right now. But we'll get into all that stuff a little bit later. And I'll say this too. Uh, you know, you've got to understand that people have targets that they really, really love. And you know, Sam Darnold showed us that already. He doesn't like Robbie Anderson. He loves Anunwa. So you switch those two values. Uh, Josh Rosen, as soon as he came in, and really the entire game, it was Christian Kirk's show. Uh, Baker Mayfield, first pass out, he hits Njoku and targeted him twice more in the very short time that he was in. So you pay attention to not just stat lines with targets, but who these new quarterbacks are favoring. And, man, buy now. for And this is season-long fantasy. Buy those guys now. But they are still cheap on FanDuel and DraftKings, and we're going to take advantage of that. We'll talk about that a little bit. Yeah, and Rosen's going to be a little more aggressive in that offense, and I think you're going to see David Johnson a little more involved too because he only has 44 touches in three weeks. But, you know, that's a guy that right now you could probably get at a cheaper value than you normally would. But moving on over to the Rams, uh, for uh, probably up to a month now. I mean, they're only saying a week for Marcus Peters, but 
this is a defense receiver wise that you could target. You know, Marcus Peters out, Akeem Talib is out. You know, that's huge blow to their secondary. You know, I'm I'm still not going to look too much to the running game on uh, you know, against that defense, but you know, case in point, Thursday night, we talk about staying away from Thursday night games. There's enough talent that that's going to that could do some damage on Thursday night this week. So, what what are your thoughts on that, John? Man, I I actually love <laughs> this week with, you know, it's the Vikings at the Rams and it's going to be rough because here's the deal. The Vikings got flat out embarrassed by one of the worst teams in the NFL. They're going to be beyond pissed off. And on top of that, if Dalvin Cook comes back, that's huge and they get their starting center back. So this is huge uptick for the Vikings. On top of that, the Rams are out two Pro Bowl corners. I think this is going to be a ridiculous high-scoring affair. Um, you're kind of talking 50-point. Uh, the market is at 49. You're talking about a 50-point game here. I love this game. And so I will be putting in some heavy money on just the single game kind of captain thing, which we're going to talk about a little bit later where you get to pick you know, your five players and the captain or whoever you choose gets you know, 1.5 times their overall points. So I love this game. I'm going to be making some money on this game. Do not fade the Vikings wide receivers, especially Thielen. Never fade Thielen. He is matchup proof. So, What are your thoughts, Austin? Who's afraid of the big bad witch? Not this guy. Not this week. <laughs> I'm all in on these motherfuckers this week. Because I, I tell you what, I faded that everything. I mean, can you imagine if the Chargers had an opportunity to play them right now? Oh, I'd been all over that, you know. So, but yeah, you're right. 49 points right now is what Vegas is predicting the score to be. Uh, you know, like I said, we said stay away from Thursday nights. I'm gonna say I would definitely take the under though with a Thursday night game. But it's still going to be enough um, offensive firepower that we could easily easily pull off a early week and cash in some quick money. So yeah, this will be an interesting game, you know, especially with Delvin. I mean, Delvin practice today. We still don't know if he's going to show up. They're getting their center back, as John mentioned. So yeah, there, there's there could be some high power play in this game. I'm definitely not staying away from it this week. Um, Patrick Robinson has a broken ankle and is on IR. So. This aims towards the fact that Saints offense could be in a lot of shootouts this year, which, you know, kind of it's already been kind of seeming that way. And loving what we're getting out of Michael Thomas, Drew Brees, uh, Elvin Kamara. Me personally, I'm a little worried about Brees on the road uh, in New York this week. But I don't know, John, what do you think? Are you playing Brees at all this week? I'm loving it, man. Uh, he is a unicorn special this week because, you know, I just love unicorns. Uh, Austin has told me how important those are to him, my unicorn picks, which uh, I'm glad you brought that up, Austin. Um, let me explain to you what my unicorn <laughs> picks are. These are guys that have very high floors and high ceilings. And these are guys that can easily be the top scoring player at their position each week. And right now, I'm going to be really honest with you, um, you know, Drew Brees is maybe two or three for the MVP race. And as long as Mark Ingram is not there, this is stock up for Kamara and stock up for Brees because they are just throwing the ball everywhere in this game. And add to that that the New York Giants secondary is not that good. <laughs> they don't like to run the ball either. They like to throw the ball. Um, so I, I think this is going to be 
one of those long games where each side gets 80-plus snaps offensively. So it's going to be a little elongated, and I think the volume is going to be there across the board. See, I don't know. I'm I'm a little worried about Breeze myself because historically, on the road outdoors, he can tend to struggle. And for the price that he's at, he's kind of a guy that I'm staying away from myself. Interesting. Austin, you staying away? I know Austin's not. Uh, for a late game, it depends on how well I do in the main slate. Uh, if I do well in the main slate, then I would definitely target this game because right now it's picked to have uh, 50 points combined. So to me, that's that's a that's a lot of Barkley and a lot of Saints. So. I'm playing Kamara in this game, and actually, this is the first week that I'm throwing uh, OBJ in the lineup. So ooh. those are the two guys that I'm really looking at. Why would you say ooh, man? He's got guaranteed ooh. volume. Mm-hmm. And is moving all over the line. Why are you saying ooh? Dude, he's just been sloppy this year so far. It's not his fault. What? It really is. It's Eli's fault. OBJ but... statistically has been solid. And this is How's he been this sloppy? is probably his best matchup this year. We'll see. We will. You're crazy, man. You're but anyways, crazy. I am crazy. You hate Odell. Just I don't he I don't knows. know he's, why. He's waiting for his ankle to but break. You cannot stand him. He's waiting for his I, ankle I to break and Andrew why. Luck's shoulder to I don't, fall off. I he's not the guy I hate in the league. I he, I generally lies. don't not like him. Lies. <laughs> All lies. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> Bruce Ellington is on the IR Kiki. with a hammy. You heard it. Kiki. No. No, 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 Kiki. No, no look what happened last time Bruce Ellington went out. Strictly, it's just going to be strictly the Fuller and uh, Hopkins show. I think it's Fuller. I think it's going to be Fuller Until because look at the last time that hammy. he went out. Oh, man, that would suck. Right, so I mean, what I mean, do, they what run a three wide receiver set. So who's going to be the third wide receiver there? Right, Kiki. It's going to be Kiki. I mean, and, and again, whenever we're talking about somebody like this, it's not like oh, he's going to be a mainstay in all your lineups, but no. throw him in a tournament lineup because he's going to be dirt cheap. I don't know what his price is. Um, um, he is not showing up. Kiki, hold on, I got you right here. And you you brought up last year. Last year he was in college. Yeah, last year's a college nice. So right now I got him at forty five hundred. He's the cheapest, so he would be easily to fill in a slot if you just wanted to uh, just fill a lineup and you want to go high on a lot of other players and you just want to go cheap on Kiki. He he and Christian Kirk, man, those are two guys that could do it. But. Anyways, John LaShawn McCoy, coach is uh, head coach uh, McDermott, is saying that he's progressing well. Now, personally, I don't care if this guy's 100% or not, I, I'm going to have a hard time playing anybody in Buffalo, even though we watched this unreal uh, performance by them over the weekend. And I know Austin kind of threw out the, uh, the Buffalo stack there at the end of our live show on Sunday. But if, uh, if LaShawn's ready to roll... Where are you at with that? Um, I'm staying away right now for DFS purposes. Um, But it is something to monitor, mainly because if he is out, I don't mind throwing in Ivory on a few lineups just so I can get all the studs. Um, So that's kind of where I'm at for him. But again, he has not shown really anything this entire year. But it's kind of what it is. But just something to mind for because, again, if he is out, what I think this does, not that I'm going to play him, it's going to be an uptick for Josh Allen. I'm not going to play him, but he's going to be forced to run even more so in the red zone, which we saw last week. And he had a big game. We we cracked at 
you know, a Buffalo stack, and it actually would have been okay. You, you, you probably could have got paid out. Their defense oh, destroyed it last week. It was unbelievable. Yeah. I was actually I was laughing hysterically because I was that, that was kind of like a like a curveball that was thrown in the show there towards the end, and I was just laughing thinking about that. I'm like the defense, Josh Allen, man, that would have been great. <laughs> Hey, did you see yeah. the part where freaking Kelvin Benjamin was on the side stomping his feet and yeah. like almost crying and stuff? That was so retarded. That's who he is, man. That's who he is. So he's he he just whines. Well, yeah. yeah. No wonder him and Cam Newton didn't get along because you know two whiners yeah. on the team. Somebody's got to go. Cam's a superstar. But anyways, Leonard Fournette, day to day. I mean, I don't know. I'd like to see him play this week. You know, I had some hopes myself. Um, more so in DraftKings for uh, Corey Grant, and that completely went down the toilet. And nobody did anything in that offense at all. Uh, that game was actually, you know, the opposite of a barn burner. It was boring as all get out. But you know, Fournette day to day. Austin, you looking at him in any of your lineups? If he, if we get more news that he ends up playing, I would definitely look at him to use him against the Jets. I mean, they're at home, and the Jets are coming to town. I definitely would use Fournette this week. If he's healthy. Yeah, yeah. If he's and healthy, that's a yeah. Thing. Yeah. Well, if he's not healthy, I'm not touching there. it. Yeah, I like him too if he's healthy. He's one that I'm going to kind of monitor all week and, you know, maybe plug him into a lineup here or there because, I mean, he's not priced badly either for the matchup that he has. No, he's not. Yeah. So going back to San Francisco, Richard Sherman's going to miss a few weeks with a calf injury. Loving the matchup in San Francisco uh, this weekend. Um, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm playing a few players in that game against that defense. But, John, where are you at with that? Yeah, this is. We've seen San Francisco struggle with wide receivers every single game this year. And you bring in, you know, the Los Angeles Chargers. Mike Williams has looked lights out, and I, I'm telling you, if there's a game where Keenan Allen is going to have 14 catches, it's going to be this one. So um, both of our starting corners, I say ours, the 49ers starting corners are, are injured, and it may be the worst secondary in the entire NFL without Richard Sherman. Their safeties are a mess. Their front seven's legit. Uh, the 49ers front seven's really, really good, which is a complete mix from the past because you used to just start every running back that went against the 49ers. You don't do that anymore. Now you've basically got to pay attention to the passing game there. So, yeah, I absolutely love Keenan Allen this week. Yeah, I've been looking at some stacks myself with uh, Rivers and uh, Rivers Gordon uh, with Keenan Allen or Rivers Gordon uh, with Mike Williams even, so... Uh, I'm I'm really liking that matchup, and I and I'm hoping that's gonna hit with the Chargers being at home. That's just gonna be a lot of fun. I've been trying to fit, I've been finding ways to uh, mix those guys in with uh, you know like Adam Thielen or Diggs or something like that too, because I'm just expecting a lot of points as we talked about earlier. Um, but anyways, Ricardo Allen torn Achilles, he's out for the year. So same thing we just talked about with the Saints. But that's a third one. <laughs> this yeah. isn't their first. Right. It's I mean, their third guy. That defense is just depleted. And, man, yeah, Matt Ryan's going to throw the ball more so than we probably even anticipated going into the season. So, um, I mean, I know I'm I'm looking big time at, at Julio and even Ridley again and Tevin Coleman and for, even Freeman when he gets back. Austin Hooper, if you want to get a little bit cheaper oh. on a – on a tight end, but he froze you know, how up. many of these guys are you looking at this week, Austin? 
This is my focus game of the week. This is the focus game. Right now, the projected of 51 combined points uh, between both teams and between the Bengals and Falcons. uh, This will be the game that I probably will target the most and get really unicorn about it. Yeah, I really like... I, I, what's going on? What's going on with AJ Green? Because I really like uh, Tyler Boyd again. I mean, he's been consistent and legit, and the way that defense has been broken down, I'm I'm targeting him a lot because he's still pretty cheap, man. I mean, Tyler Boyd, I think, is still like what forty or no? He's up to fifty eight now. He was forty six last week, but I mean, you got anybody you're looking at for that, John? Yeah. Um, so I'll say this. Um, <laughs> One of those things, fool me once, shame on me. Um, here's the deal. William Jackson the third, the cornerback for the Cincinnati Bengals, is one of my favorite in the entire NFL. Um, very low-key. A lot of people don't really know about him. He was a first-round draft pick two years ago. Then he was out for the full year. He is balling out. And, again, if there's going to be a game where Calvin Ridley is going to have another huge game, I don't mind throwing him in a few lineups. I Nowhere near what he is going to do. But Julio's going to be matched up with some top-tier corners, and I could definitely see them looking off the other way there. This is going to be a huge game. Geo's going to be amazing because there's nobody to stop the run um, for the Falcons. This is going to be a fun game. Get, I, I love Andy Dalton this game. I, I, I like everybody there. So it's going to be a shootout. You're talking about the worst, one of the worst defenses as far as fantasy goes for the Falcons. Everybody's going to light it up. We don't know with A.J. Green and his groin issue yet. They've been really weird and quiet about yeah, it. Yeah, they have. But it's if, been really weird. Pay attention to practice reports. If he gets one full practice in, then we're going to be just fine. But if not, if he does not and they are still quiet about it, yeah, I think you're talking Tyler Boyd. Never play John Ross ever. I don't care. He is the he's one of the worst wide receivers in the NFL. Um, I think he's had like ten targets, and three of them had been for interceptions. <laughs> like he's bad. He is bad, bad. Yeah, if, so. if AJ's out too, that could be an uptick for uh, Tyler Eifert. Even possibly Croft. He could be another guy to look at too. But that's a long shot. But anyways, Evan Ingram is week to week with a sprained MCL. You know, we've already talked about this game, the possibilities there. Uh, I mean, does this do anything for you, John, at all? Yeah, I think it's huge for Sterling Shepard and Odell. Um, the the fact that they have, and I guess you could even say Saquon, they love to target Evan Ingram in the red zone, and I think that this changes that. Uh, obviously, he's not going to be out there, but, um, you know, this is a huge uptick for all of the wide receivers and receiving options, and probably a downtick for Eli. Not that you're playing Eli, but if you were going to ever play him, this is one of those weeks, um, you know, playing at home versus the Saints, which we talked about. There's games that you target every week. Whoever the Saints are playing, whoever the Falcons are playing, and then whoever, those are kind of the two big ones, but if they're playing in those guys, they're like the opposite of the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys and the Chicago Bears, I stay away from those games. Tendon, usually speak, generally speaking, because they slow down the game, they run the ball like crazy, they use the play clock, they never hurry up, so on and so forth. So the games are shortened. There's way fewer offensive snaps, but whenever you look at teams like the Falcons and the Saints, everybody's going to do well. Again, you could throw in the Tampa Bay Bucks in that category, Pittsburgh Steelers in that category. I'm always targeting those people. And I think the Vegas odds on over-unders, they kind of support that. Uh, and so whenever Austin breaks down, you know, what the point spreads are and all that stuff, th- these guys know 
Uh, what's going on? You can predict these games based on offense and defensive philosophies. So yeah, I actually I like Dallas's defense against Detroit this week for some of those reasons. Um, but what does this do anything for you at all, Austin? So there's a kid out there. There's a name on it. If you're gonna play the late game this week, called Rhett Ellis Ellison Ellison Rhett Ellison. He is the backup to Evan Ingram right now. He's forty one hundred. So if I was going to take a flyer on a late game and I just needed to save money and all I needed was like five, six points out of him, which is, what, three catches for, I don't know, seven, eight yards. So, I mean, that's a kid I would throw out there just as in tournament play, not in freaking cash, Don't, but there's a name out there, Rhett Ellison. Look him up. He's a backup to Evan Ingram. So, all right. Well, there, there you have it. News and notes. Some new teams to target, defenses to target, some players you might want to look for throughout the week this week. You know, but speaking of what we talked about earlier, I want to talk a little bit about some of our lessons learned from week three. Um, Austin, you had a, a very important note here, um, you know, as far as like single entry tournaments. So talk to us about that for a minute. So like a dumbass. I waited to the last second to try and get into some tournaments, and I kept noticing that everything was filling up extremely quick. Every time I hit refresh, I couldn't get into a freaking single-entry tournament. It just seemed like everyone's listening to this goddamn podcast or this video, and it was driving me fucking crazy. So if you're going to try and get into single-entries, start on Wednesday, jump in them, make some fake-ass lineup. Um, You can always change it. And uh, don't be like my buddy David to make these fake-ass lineups and then forget about them, because that did happen. <laughs> Thank you for your money, sir. Much appreciated. Yeah, that's what um, FanDuel said. Yeah, and, and I'll say this, too. Don't Another thing of waiting, I waited and went in on a $10 50-50 on the Thursday night, Monday night um, spreads or, or slate, and it didn't fill. <laughs> so I, I was super pumped about it. It was my kind of lock whatever it's happened before and it didn't feel so i waited too long to get it in there i was waiting on just a few people it's much better to put in a lineup and then adjust it most of those don't lock so just like what austin said yeah get your stuff in there early and then make adjustments throughout the week it's the best way Uh, and don't become emotionally attached to the people you put in your initial lineup understand they're going to change and again if you don't know how to start a lineup, we do it for you. All you have to do is head over to eatsleepfantasy.com. We have a huge thing. As soon as you go to the website, $5 DFS lineups. Click the button. Sign up. It's 5 bucks a week, and we're, hit, we're hitting on our lineup. So if you've played with us through the first three weeks, congratulations. You have definitely made your $5 back and then some. Um, we have lots of options for you. We have you know cash games or one-versus-ones, multipliers, 50-50s, tournament lineups, pick-ems, DraftKings, FanDuel, and multiple lineups each. So head over there. If you like it, you can subscribe for the rest of the year. We will go all the way up through the Super Bowl. So uh, we still have, what's that, 21 minus 3. We still got 18 weeks of lineups there. Uh, five bucks. Great you math, will make John. your money back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great uh, yeah, You know, it's that's just my college. Uh, the stuff is just working great. Philosophy and history. <laughs> I can tell you the history behind the numbers. I just can't use the numbers. Philosophy? Philosophy. Right. Right on. Well, while we're being educated here, you know, Austin, you know, you you were talking a little bit about uh, bankroll management earlier. Uh, why don't you enlighten our listeners on that? So this was a bad week for myself when it comes to 50-50s. Are you and still crying? Tournaments. 
Oh, Brady lost. Anyways, <laughs> um, so a hey, lessons learned. You, you, if you lose, like I, I lost. I think seventeen dollars last night. Uh, none of my lineups hit. Um, I'm still up thirty dollars for the weekend, which is nothing compared to what I was. If I would have won, I probably would have bet almost a hundred dollars this weekend. You have to remember to manage your bankroll. So. If you have been following along and you're up, you should be up to in the 200s. Don't don't go over $60 this week. I mean, well, I'm not going to tell you what to do with your money, goddammit. Uh, you know, because if I was, I'd just say send it to me. But um, <laughs> if you're going to be up, hey, be smart about your money. Because guess what? Like John just said, there's 19, 18 more weeks of this shit. So let's uh, let's keep on keeping on. So Yeah, manage your risk. You know, just picking up off of what Austin said. Figuring out, and that's what we do here. Again, what we talk about is we are going to minimize risk, and we are going to post gains every single week. That's what we're going to do. And we're going to be even though Austin had a bad night. Yeah, we're updating our lineups consistently. But even though Austin lost in the late late slate, he was up overall, and that's what we are doing. We are constantly building your bankroll up in steady increments, and then also playing smaller tournaments and satellites and qualifiers. To hit that big payday so we are going that's our goal and so if you follow our lineups and our betting strategy which is very very simple minimize risk maximize gains is what we do so please stay with us and again if you have questions hit us up on twitter um you can reach me at jl underscore chapman um austin where where can they find your beautiful face uh brady lost but I, you can find me at <laughs> austn37 and Steve, where can they find you? You guys can always find me at SPAC21, SSPAC21. Now, yeah. I hope all you guys learned a little bit from that there because this is going to be going on weekly. And make sure you're checking lineups because we're going to have them out early and we're going to be constantly updating them because we're always watching injuries and then weather reports. And that's why we do our live Sunday show. Now, some of the names that we talked about, throughout last week, you know, speaking of injuries and guys that were going to, you know, we were expecting to get uh, an increased amount of volume. You know, we're, we're going to talk about some of our misses, but, you know, enlightening, you know, the unexpected portions of it. You know, Latavius Murray and Stephon Diggs, you know, we'll look at the Minnesota game against Buffalo. You know, my, personally, like I had Diggs and probably two lineups, but I had Lat Murray in a ton of lineups, and that was just an absolute unexpected disappointment. I mean, the volume was there. They just did absolutely nothing with it. It's just unexplainable. I'm sure nobody expected whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> Buffalo coming to Minnesota and, and having that happen. That was just absolutely crazy. Um, you know, how did this impact you, Austin? Oh, I pretty much lost everything. Uh, everything that had any type of Minnesota in it, it just, oh man, I had soda in it. Minnesota in it. Yeah, anything that had Minnesota involved, I pretty much lost that during one of those lineups. But, hey, just so you know, here's a fun fact for this weekend. Uh, this is the first time in 23 years where Vegas got it really wrong. Like, if you were to bet on Buffalo and you put in, like, I don't know, 20 bucks, you probably won $2,000 because that's how bad Vegas was on the spread this week. So, 23 years. Yeah, that's that's pretty insane, man. That is insane. John, how did this impact you? Uh, Yeah, it was a big one. Uh, Got kicked out there for a second, so I assume we're still talking about the Minnesota game, correct? Yes. 
Yeah. Um, so basically, the thing is this: uh, it it got crazy, and anytime a team gets out early or behind early, it affects game script. And we also saw this in the same thing with Chris Thompson and uh, Adrian Peterson. You know, we we've seen with teams they have one personnel package and strategy when they're ahead and they have a completely different one when they're tied and then a separate one when they're behind and so you just have to prepare yourself for this it wouldn't matter if dalvin cook was in there um, this game was screwed from the start and there was not going to be any fantasy relevance for the you know side of the vikings outside of adam thielen he again as i said earlier he is matchup proof stay with that guy no matter what um he is just unreal and one of my unicorns this week austin just so you know. Yeah. You know, talking about oh, all I that, too. I, off again. I heard, yes, that's why I thought for a second there, too. <laughs> but anyways, you brought up Chris Thompson's name, and he's another guy that was in this. Uh, you know, he's been getting a lot of volume out touching Adrian Peterson, and I actually stacked him with uh, Alex Smith in this game uh, in a few lineups, and, you know, that's two weeks in a row that Smith, you know, bit me. But I rolled the dice with him just because, you know, there was opportunity there for Thompson and in case those two hooked up on a touchdown, that would have been great. But, you know, he did way worse than expected and that impacted a few of my lineups as well. So, um, you know, looking at Sony Michelle, I know I'm pretty sure both of you were high on this guy last week. Were you not? I know John nope. was Austin. You were not. So John, Nope. Talk to me about this. I, I, you know, it wasn't that I was high on him. I just said, he's a huge gamble with upside. And I, I think that the game kind of determined that he, he got the most carries out of the entire backfield. The opportunity was there, but I, I don't know what the hell Josh McDaniels was doing. Like one of the things that's amazing is he gets r- the ball to running backs in space, but every time they would send in Sonny Michelle, they would load up the box and they'd bring their tight ends in. Um, it was very tele- telegraphed. And the few times he got the opportunities to get the ball out in space, he ran a bad route or he dropped it. So you got to put that on them. But the volume was there. The offense production is there. He just didn't cash in. Uh, he didn't kill you. I think he still got six points, but uh, he didn't win you any money either. Right. So now another guy that we missed on, uh, which just seems to be insane the way that he played the first two weeks. Uh, but Austin, you were high on Tyreek Hill, and, and he was kind of a disappointment. I mean, how many lineups did that hurt you with? It wasn't too bad. I was just high on Tyreek Hill because I wanted to double dip because Tyreek Hill is one of those guys that, you know, like John said, you got to use week to week because for especially for tournament play, um, because you're going to get the overall production and then you're going to get the punt and kickoff returns. And with the Chiefs and Broncos on a Monday night, I mean, it's a game to look at. Like if you didn't hit, this is definitely a game to, to go on right now. It's the highest predicted scoring game at 56 right now. So. Nice. So, after that depression there, let's get a little happy to talk about the guys that we actually <laughs> hit on because, you know, we were looking at guys that you're going to get cheap uh, that, that could really help you out. And uh, I, I, I know a few of these guys did. And Calvin really mean, mainly, uh, I, I had him in a handful of lineups as my flex guy. Um, it was hoping to get a touchdown out of him, but man, did he ever produce. I mean, three touchdowns, a what did he have, like points. six catches or something like that for 140 yards. I can't remember exactly, but yeah, he had a big week from him. Um, you know, I don't know how many lineups you guys had him in, but that was definitely a big week there. Uh, you know, another guy that we talked about too was, uh, Geronimo Allison. Uh, 
you know, big touchdown from him. He, you know, what he had two catches for seventy six yards, but that big touchdown and a touchdown. Yeah, that put up some big points there. I mean, how many? How did you have him in any lineups, John? Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, I got I got pretty lucky too. Um, I mean, the thing is with him, he's a starter. He got fifty two out of seventy offensive snaps in that offense, and you know he didn't get a lot of targets. But I'm telling you right now, it's somebody to stay with because the value is there. And on top of that. Cobb looked awful. He was terrible this game. So it's just more and more targets will start to go his way. It's just a matter of time. Um, So stay with him. Again, he's never somebody because the volume isn't as as large as you would like it to be. He's never a 50-50 guy. He is only a tournament or cash game guy. That's all that he is. But still has value uh, for DFS for sure. Yeah. Another guy, too, that we already talked about a little bit. with the way with the upside that he has, the way he's been playing is Tyler Boyd. You know, I, I was actually back and forth between uh, him and then the two we just talked about as that flex play in a lot of my lineups. And, and those guys hit big for me. Um, it, you know, I don't know how many lineups you had him in Austin, but it, he did quite well uh, for me. I even had him in some lineups with Ridley too. I'll tell you what, one thing I definitely learned from week three is when we get ballsy, because it was ballsy for Boyd and Ridley, and don't get me wrong, like you know, these are guys that we think are going to hit, and we're actually right on. Um, but if you were to take Boyd and Ridley and put them in a lineup, can you imagine like putting like what Kamara and Gur- I can't remember Gurley? I think he was a late game, so never mind. But man, that's fifty, almost sixty points right there between those two. So yep. that's something I'm going to try and do this week. So yeah, and another guy too that we've all been you know kind of high on uh, from. Pretty much the dynasty episodes is Chris Godwin. Uh, you know he he's been pretty consistent, and you know he's somebody that you know he, he has a you know pretty good floor with a lot of upside. So um, you know I've had him in a few lineups here and there. I, I mean I'm going to look at him this week and myself. I mean I don't know what, what do you what do you think about that, John? I love Chris Godwin uh, ever since the draft process when he came out of Penn State. Just a quality wide receiver. He had the fumble. Uh, which was a big play, lost that, but it didn't matter. Uh, this guy is unreal, and he's you're looking at somebody that's getting very similar target share and catches as Mike Evans, and at a huge reduction in price. So uh, Ryan Fitzmagic loves him very, very much and looks to him quite often because he catches the ball in traffic. He's a huge guy, excellent pass catcher. I I love Godwin. I like him in redraft. I like him in dynasty. I like him in DFS. I like him everywhere. As long as their defense is awful and they're going to throw the ball 50 times a game, I love almost everybody in this offense. So I, 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 I had Godwin in a lot of lineups, and I hit big time. Um, on Monday night with with him, so I, I'm very very happy. I made a lot of cash with him, so I really appreciate it. I even put him as my you know 1.5 captain play on two lineups, and both of them cashed. So uh, big fan of that guy. He's super cheap. It's not going to last. It's not going to last. No, not at all. You know another guy too, and his another price. His price has been going up, but he's super safe, man. I, I'm loving Juju. He's been very consistent, and Big Ben is uh. He's been relying on him too, you know. Mainly, you have, I mean, the issues with AB, you know, he played a little bit better this week, and then Le'Veon Bell being gone, somebody had to step in and fill that role, and Juju's been that guy. 
and he's been very consistent. And he's a guy that I'm definitely going to look to getting into a few lineups uh, probably on a weekly basis. But um, One thing that's interesting to me about Juju is he is creeping closer and closer to <laughs> Antonio Brown's value yeah. for FanDuel. Yep. Uh, I think they were 1,400 apart last week, and now they're 1,000 apart. Um, now, I don't think that Juju's ever going to get to Antonio Brown's status. No. He's still one of the best, if not the best. However, the fantasy production's pretty damn close. Um, he, he had more catches. He had more receiving yards. He didn't get into the end zone. but He's getting um, a high target yes. volume, too, weekly. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, those are our hits and misses. I mean, you guys heard it, man. You know, Some of the expectations that we had with some of the guys that did not pan out well. And then the ones that we had some really good feelings on uh, based on matchups and the opportunities that were going to be available, there they were, you know, and these are, this is what we look at every week. And again, injuries, weather reports, all that, these are all things. So if you, when you guys are buying these lineups, again, $5 a week, 50 bucks for the year, we have 18 weeks left. Uh, You know, just know that we're in this day in and day out. Uh, So we're going to bring you the most up-to-date information that we're providing for ourselves because we are playing these lineups. Um, so I guess, you know, from there we'll wrap this up. So, uh, you know, for John Chapman, Austin over there, you, again, you can find John at JL underscore Chapman on Twitter, Austin, uh, at A U S T N three, seven still can't find that. I it's somewhere out there in the world. Um, and again, myself, you can find me on Twitter at S 21. So, we should hey, be just remember, another episode coming up for you guys yeah, yeah. here. Well, we'll up two here this week. But, hey, just remember, if you used our 50-50s, every lineup hit minus one. Every single one of them minus one. So, on that note, peace out. Later. It's a fantasy. It's all the fantasy. Football action that you need.